What's up, Yankee fans? It's Greg with another edition of Yankee Crazy Podcast. And not too much going on with the Yankees and the hot stove and free agents. Uh, You know, like I talked about yesterday, still waiting for Manny Machado to go to Yankee Stadium and talk with the Yankees. He did go to Chicago yesterday, and man, I know these stadiums get sponsorships, but I love the fact that the Yankees have Yankee Stadium, and it's not like the, I don't even know, think of, think of a really bad <laughs> company, the, the Quicken Loan Stadium or something like that, you know? like Chicago has. Chicago has, I don't even know what it is. It's like the guaranteed rate, blah, blah, blah field. It's like, really? That's your stadium? You guys, (laughs) you guys got problems. And, um, it's just, it's pretty funny when it, when it has these crazy names like that. And, um, just, I don't know, pick up, get, get a better sponsor for your stadium instead of something as bad as that or just you know I know it's big dollars and they and they get a lot of money from these people but just be like the Yankees and do Yankee Stadium it's just another reason why the Yankees are so awesome even the guy in Anaheim Artie Moreno the owner he kept it Angel Stadium I think it's still Angel Stadium uh, because he admired the Yankees and how they just have Yankee Stadium and it's Angel Stadium. So hopefully uh, they can get rid of <laughs> some of these stadiums can get rid of these these uh, interesting business names for their fields. Okay, so let's move on. Want to talk about Didi Gregorius and he's kind of I, I love Didi. He is an awesome person. If you see, if you check his social media accounts, he's always doing something for charity or just, just some, always a good deed. He seems like he's a really good guy. Really like him. I think he's a a great leader on the Yankees and he has been a phenomenal player for them. Obviously taking over for Jeter and early on he, he heard the booze. He, got a lot of flack. You know, it's a tough thing. Taking over for an icon like Derek Jeter has got to be tough. It's kind of like Tino Martinez when he took over for Don Mattingly. <clears throat> Same type of thing. But Didi has been awesome. His defense is just amazing. And his offense, he has some pop. He, I would love to see him hit for a little bit higher average. Last year, he was like 260 in the 260s 264 but he did have that really big spring last year and then he kind of went into a, a slump but his defense was always there so great player another that's another one that Brian Cashman just pulled out of nowhere and a lot of people were like who who's this guy TV what and turns out to be an amazing Yankee. So what I want to talk about with Didi, a couple of things. First off, I kind of feel bad that there's a lot of news going on with 
Manny Machado. And since Didi is going to be out until, they're saying, late summer, you know, Tommy John surgery, you know, what is that going to be? August? Is it end of August? Nobody really knows. But the plan that some people have is if they get Machado, that he will play shortstop and then possibly slide over to third for um, when Didi comes back. And then it's Andujar becomes the odd man out. and Which is a shame, too, because, uh, you know, Andujar is a great player. Came in second in the MLB Writers Rookie of the Year and came in first when the players voted. And he's a guy who a lot of people... He's getting a lot of flack because of this whole Manny Machado thing. So people... Then, and then there's all these uh, rumors that you read that all these executives are reporting, giving to reporters that, oh, Andujar is being dangled by the Yankees in trades. And maybe that's true, but I kind of I feel bad for him and Didi that they have to deal with the whole Machado takeover of, of each of their positions. And Jack Curry of Yes had something... Um, he said, he said it kind of, I think it was him, but we, we can look this up. Mario, check this for me. He said something like, he interviewed Didi, and I didn't get to see the whole thing, but um, his replacement, Manny Machado, and I don't know, that's, if you're injured, it's, I guess technically it is your replacement until you come back, if, if the Yankees sign him, but he's not, I don't, he's not a replacement of Didi. Didi is the starting shortstop, and that is his position. And if they get Machado, I want him either moved over to third or yeah, not really D. He could DH sometimes, but the guy's defense is just out of this world. So you want him over at third. I still do like Andujar, and maybe Andujar goes to the DH spot and Stanton goes out and plays left field. Lots of different options, but I do like Andujar. Uh, that being said, if the Yankees were to go out and trade Andujar for a top-of-the-line uh, starting pitcher, then I wouldn't be against it because, like I've talked about and everyone does, pitching and defense wins championships. And Andujar, his fielding percentage was pretty low. Someone tried to compare him to Glaber. Torres and saying Glaber had 17 errors and and Duhar had 15 and Glaber had a lot more uh, opportunities. His percentage was higher. But someone also brought up about Adrian Beltre, how Adrian Beltre was not a good defender his first year. And in subsequent years, he became a great fielder. I don't know if he's won any gold gloves, but everybody says his defense is top-notch. So, getting back to D.D. went off on <laughs> and Duhar tangent, but I feel bad that he has to deal with that, but he seems like a really mentally strong player and can deal with it. Just shake it off. He's got that confidence. But, the big thing that came out, I thought, in Jack Curry's uh, interview with Didi 
was that he said one of the games at Fenway where he felt his elbow completely go out, he refused to come out of the game. And he said, I did the best I could with one arm. So I'm not sure what game that was, but let's just say it was game, let's see. Let's say it was game, what did they do? They did two at Boston, right? Two at Boston and then two in New York, right? Wasn't that it? So let's say it was game two because Yankees lost the first, won the second, and then it came back to Yankee Stadium. So if it was game two when that happened, um, if it was game one, I think this makes the story even worse, but if it's game two, let's just say, they come back to New York and he he had said, you know, I did the best I could w- with one arm. And in this situation, I love, it, it's, it's mixed. I love the grit that Didi shows. Like to say that your elbow is completely gone and you're doing the best you can with one arm, that's, that's grit. That's like Paul O'Neill grit. That's Derek Jeter grit. Because if you know Derek Jeter, he, he was hurt a lot and no one really knew about it. He refused to come out of the game. But with something, and who knows, we don't know enough about those, and my point is, does this help or hinder the team? Now, some people might say that a one-armed DD is better than the rest of the Yankees uh, that they had, such as... Uh, Ronald Torres, um, I think Tyler Wade was on the roster, and um, Hechevaria. So, probably Hechevaria probably would have played if Didi came out, and great defender, and he showed a little bit of he showed a little bit of pop in when he did have to replace Didi towards the end of the year, when, DG, when Didi had, the, um, he had that other injury that they thought he was out for the season, but then he got the cortisone shots and came back for the playoffs. But I just think that if you are playing with one arm, and who knows, maybe he's being a little dramatic, maybe he's playing it up. Uh, he did have to get surgery, so we know it was serious. But... Maybe, you know, I've, I've never needed Tommy John surgery, thankfully. So I don't know what that is like if you can really grit through it or not. But could the game, could the, the playoffs be a different story if Hechevaria went in there and got on fire with the bat? I don't know what Didi did in that postseason offensively, in the, especially we'd have to check those last two games. But I'm just not sure about these guys who stay in. I think it's great showing that grit, but are you essentially hurting your team by giving the other team an out? You know, playing with one arm, baseball is a hard enough sport as it is, and playing with one arm, you are significantly at a disadvantage. 
So just some food for thought. Not sure about this one. I, I, I think I lean towards if you're hurt to that extreme, I think you got to come out of the game. Because the other thing is, what if you do even more damage to it? What happens if you go in for surgery and they're like, wow, this is really bad. You shouldn't have been throwing the ball after initially getting this injury. I don't know. Don't know enough about it. We'll never know. But essentially, this goes down as a case that we see Didi as being really hardcore. So that's a bonus. That is a great thing. And I think pretty much all Yankee fans have to love Didi, right? Mario, you, yeah, yeah, big Didi fan. But you could always call us, send us a message, and let us know. Do you, are you a big Didi fan? What's your take on this? Do you think if you were hurt that badly that you need to come out of the game? Or do you grit it out as, as a leader on the team? And I know you're asking, how do you get in touch with us? <laughs> Yankee Crazy Podcast at gmail.com. Yankee Crazy Podcast on Instagram. Yankee Crazy Pod on Twitter. And if you're listening on the Anchor app, Anchor app has something really cool where you can leave a voice message. So if you don't know Anchor and want to listen on that and send a message, you can do it that way. Or does everyone, I'm pretty sure everyone has email, right? Yeah, so you could you could reach that way. And social media. So many people are on social media, right? So you get the ideas. Okay. Next up, let's turn to another feature on the Yes Network. And it's about the 2019 free agent class. And at this time, you know, there's not a lot of stuff going on. It's you know, a lot of these networks are probably like, all right, well, we can't talk about Manny Machado and Bryce Harper anymore. We've, we've just uh, really <clears throat> annihilated that talk. <clears throat> Excuse me. And what else can we talk about that are going to p- keep people engaged? And Yes Network has kind of brought up this topic of what happens if the Yankees don't get Machado nor Harper or some of the bigger names and what if they just aim for the 2019 free agent market and there's a lot of interesting people on there one guy who stands out to me is uh, Nolan Arenado of the Rockies. Third baseman for the Rockies. He is a defensive wizard. I think he's, he's got a few gold gloves, I'm pretty sure. And he's got some pop in his bat. Now, if the Yankees don't get Machado and they want to possibly do, go the, go next year with Andujar, and you see what happens with him. You see if he stays on the same track of being a great offensive player and his defense gets better, then you say, okay, it's, it's a win. 
got a young player, controllable for a bunch of years, and we don't have to make the move. But let's say he regresses and Machado goes somewhere else. Next year, you know, who knows? Maybe there's somebody in the minors I don't know with the Yankees. Probably not, but with, with their farm system, you never know. So then you say, all right, well, let's go after Arenado and get him. He would be, I think he's 29, something like that. And there's a, there's a piece for a, a lot of years. So that's, that's one interesting case. The other are, the other is the pitchers that are going to be available next year. So some of those guys include Chris Sale, Chris Sale of the now Red Sox, um, Garrett Cole, who the Yankees wanted. They tried to do that deal with Pittsburgh last offseason, which is a shame because Garrett Cole went on to um, be a really strong pitcher for the, uh, for the Astros last year. Really could have used him. I, I like that guy a lot. And I guess Pittsburgh was asking for too much in the trade. I'm not even sure who the Yankees had offered for him, but Astros sw- swooped in and got him. Rick Porcello, who, he's interesting with Boston. He's, uh, you know, he's been up and down. He's been, like, outstanding, winning a Cy Young, and then other times he can look not so great. He's only 30. Garrett Cole's only 29. So two guys who are really in in prime ages. Uh, Chris Sale, who I talked already about a little, um, he has had some injury issues and not a he's really tall but he's got a um he's got a a smaller frame and which when you hear a lot of the experts talk they say that a lot sometimes these guys just can't hold up their body just breaks down so i don't know if that's the case with sale he is 30 is he going to be on the decline, or is he going to have a, at least three more good years? Never know. Who knows what's going to happen? As always, as, as anybody, we don't know anything with these guys in, in injury histories. But you hope for the best when you have a guy like this who's signing. And he did, you know, he showed a lot of grit, pitched out of the bullpen for Boston in the playoffs in the World Series. Cole Hamels, who's 35, and I don't see him... I think Yes Network just put this up because they needed more people to talk about. Cole Hamels, don't see him as an option. Uh, 35, going to be 36 next year. You know, I guess you'll see what happens with his year this year. Uh, And, I don't know, make make a decision, teams will have to make a decision on him and see if he is still pitching. Used to be awesome. Cole Hamels was, when he was on the Phillies, they, the Yankees could have got him when he was on the Phillies and performing really well. That was great. The Yankees almost, there was, there was some talk last year about them trading for him. Was it last year or the year before? I can't remember. But a lot of, there's always been a lot of talk with him. And then Justin Verlander, 
who is age 36 and he that guy is as they say a workhorse he is is who knows he could probably pitch another four years maybe you know ending in for the Astros next year and what does he do so 36 is going to be 37 next year does he want to play for somebody for what two years does he want to pitch two years three years Another guy next year, see how much he's got left in the tank, but still amazing pitcher, really long career, going to be a Hall of Famer, no doubt. But, you know, who knows, does he, does he say next year to the Yankees, give me two years and then I'm calling it quits? I don't know. I don't know. I could see that happening and maybe he wants to play in New York. Maybe he wants to come to New York and just have have another shot, win a, a championship with the Yankees. That would be pretty cool. But the thing about Verlander um, that I wanted to talk about is I so um, MLB the show. I used to play on on PSP, which is that little Sony game. I still have that game. I had the 2009 version. And you could like you could you could play around with it where you could make trades and you could pretty much do whatever trades you wanted. Um well not really. They actually made it legit. I think there was an option where you could just trade people. I did that in in one of the I did that in one of the basketball games so I could get Steve Nash on the Knicks years ago. <laughs> But for uh, MLB, uh, I think it was the show. Yeah, I think it was the show on PSP that I was playing. Um, really fun game. It's, it's pretty addicting. But I got Justin Verlander for the Yankees. I had a rotation of, I think it was CeCe, Verlander. Oh, man, I'm going to forget. I traded A.J. Burnett away. I got rid of him. I didn't want him. Uh, oh, man, who was it? I had I had a stacked pitching staff. Um, oh, it was a guy on St. Louis. Who was, who was um, Mario? Name some pitchers on, on the Cardinals that were really awesome uh, back in 09. Oh, man. All right, it doesn't matter. But anyway, I had, I had Verlander on the Yankees. And it was pretty cool. And he pitched really well for me. <laughs> so maybe he could do the same in real life. <clears throat> we shall see, right? Okay, so the other person, uh, the other free agents next year that are going to be big-time names are Xander Bogarts, of currently on the Red Sox. Although I heard a lot of trade rumors with him that Red Sox were looking to package him in a deal to go so maybe they think all right well let's you know they might have somebody in their in their uh, minor leagues who is um, up and coming and they want to get Xander Bogart's uh, top value for him right now I don't know that would be interesting although I would imagine they would want to re-sign him guy's a big star <clears throat> the other guy um, Anthony Rendon uh, I don't really know a lot about him I'm not sure about him. I know he's got long hair. He looks a little like Kenny Powers. Oh, man. <clears throat> Kenny Powers. Who? I, 
you guys really have to write into me or call and let me know who was a Kenny Powers fan. What was the name of that HBO show? Uh, Eastbound and Down. Oh my goodness. If you haven't seen that show, just pause the podcast right now and go watch Eastbound and Down with Kenny Powers. Hysterical. He is that guy who plays that actor. Man, what's his name? I don't know what his name is. I just call him Kenny Powers. He is hysterical. And Susanna, anytime he's in something, she just like rolls her eyes and and like it's kind of like laughs looking at me because she knows I'm a huge Kenny Powers fan. Like in um, Pineapple Express. Oh, he was he was fun. That's another that's a great movie. If you haven't seen Pineapple Express, go watch that with the triangulation. That scene alone is one of the funniest scenes in a movie. But Kenny Powers is watch that whole series. Although I didn't think I think I didn't see the last year of it. I think they did four seasons. I saw three. The first season is just hysterical. And I, you know, Susanna used to watch me watch that because <laughs> she didn't watch it. She would just see me cracking up at Kenny Powers and all of his, all of his ridiculousness. Um, funny, funny stuff. Whoever wrote that, I think he wrote that. Um, uh, what is that guy's name? I don't know his name, but he is awesome. That, that, that guy is the best. Paul Goldschmidt, next free agent of next year, who just went to St. Louis. And, you know, St. Louis is a, you know, everybody says St. Louis is a great baseball town. You know, we should, you know, Mario, thinking of this, Mario, we need to do a baseball stadium tour. You know, I know I said I'm not a baseball fan. I am a Yankee fan. But... I do love going to new stadiums. And when I'm at a stadium, I can watch a game. So if it's like St. Louis playing uh, who? The St. Louis playing the Pirates in June. TV, I'm not even going to pay attention to that. But if I'm at the stadium, if I'm in St. Louis and I'm like watching the game, I'll be super into it. Because, you know, that's the way it is with sports. When you're there, it's very exciting, very exciting being there and having, you know, the, the, the thrill of being in a stadium. And I love going to new stadiums too. I've been to a few, but would love to do more. And me and my brother had talked about that years ago that we would do a stadium tour and we had like this whole thing set up where we'd just like go to the East coast and then West coast and then middle America. So Mario, we got to do that. We got to get that done. We could even like broadcast live from there. Although, yeah, that'd be fun. You know, we, you know, I, like I said in a previous podcast about not wearing uh, any of like the team, but if I was wearing the Yankees stuff and it was St. Louis against, you know, whoever, um, people might just be like, you know, who's that, who's that crazy dude? Although by then maybe we'll have all branded gear and people won't see it as specifically Yankee gear. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to think about that one. But that would be great. I would love to see um, St. Louis's, uh, is it Bush Stadium, I think? I think so. Um, but would love to go there. 
St. Louis is supposedly, I've never even been to St. Louis, it's supposedly a really awesome baseball town. And those fans supposedly give just crazy support to anybody on the team. Like, never boo uh, their own team, always support them no matter what. And that's pretty cool. Gotta, Gotta love that. Gotta love that. Yankees, on the other hand, Yankee fans were booing uh, Giancarlo Stanton. Um, they also booed Derek Jeter, which is, I, I know, if you, were, if you weren't aware of that, that's just a crime. Like, they should be locked up. You should be banned from Yankee Stadium if you ever booed Derek Jeter. And when it happened, they asked him about that, and he had a great line. I forget what it was, but... He just, it just rolled off him, at least in public. He said it, it, he made it seem like it rolled off him. So, uh, so getting back to St. Louis. Oh, and if you, if you booed Giancarlo Stanton, Giancarlo, you need to be banned from Yankee Stadium as well. Need to go to your house, get all your Yankee gear, take it away from you, give it to someone who supports the team wholeheartedly and doesn't boo the players. All right? So, getting back to Paul Goldschmidt. Would the Yankees get him? He is 32. So, Yankees are always trying to strive to go younger these days. And I think they might pass on Paul Goldschmidt. Never know. See what happens next year with him. He's been in the NL his whole career, I believe, right? Diamondbacks and now St. Louis. Not sure what's going to happen with him. I don't, I don't really know much about him. Good player. I, I know that. And, you know, did the Yankees say, give him a three-year deal? Someone playing until uh, 35, 36? Could be a good deal. You know, uh, Tino Martinez, what's, how, did, how long did he play for the Yankees? Well, he went to St. Louis after the Yankees, so I'm not sure what age he played up to, but I think he was at least 37. Uh, The other guy is Josh Donaldson, and Josh Donaldson, if the Yankees would have had him a bunch of years ago, I would say yes. If he was a free agent then, I would say go for it, but he's playing with Atlanta this year, and he's had some injury history no, I, I, what, what, three years ago? He's three years removed from, did he win the MVP or not? Mario, look that up for me. I'm not sure if he did. He, um, where's I going? Sorry. Uh, Josh Donaldson was amazing. Had that one year where, I don't know if he won the MVP or not, but Great year. I think he's a little too far removed from that. Had a, he's had a lot of injuries over the past couple of years. But see what happens with him. Another guy on Atlanta, he's not be, I don't know when he's going to be a free agent, is Nick Marcakis, who had a really good year last year. And I think everybody thought he was done, but played well for Atlanta last year. So you never know. These guys later in the career, maybe they're going to have a renaissance. Who knows? But that's it, guys, for today. And as always, stay tuned. Always going to 
keep you up to date on all things Yankees and the hot stove. And later on today, I think I'm going to talk about the winter meetings and what some people have had ideas to make the winter meetings a little more interesting. Okay, guys, that's it. Stay tuned. Listen to my sponsor. We got to pay the bills. And remember, we're always open for sponsors. If you're a sponsor out there and you want to be a part of Yankee Crazy Podcast, just get a hold of us. Call Mario right now. 1-800-GO-MARIO. No, that's not really his number. I am kidding around, but it would be cool. (laughs) That would be really awesome. Mario, can you work on that? Get that as your phone number. (laughs) All right, guys. Talk to you soon. Let's go Yankees.